welcome to the Project Football Podcast in association with Luke Williamson Art and Football for Brains 21 Quiz Book. A bit more on those later on. In this episode, I'll be chatting to lead singer James and bassist Matt of the band Matilda Shakes, who both support Sheffield United. James and Matt will be taking on the wonderfully random 5 from 5, picking their matches for 4 for you and making some tough or not-so-tough choices for their team in a trip you through time. Uh, I'll be rounding things off with the what seems to be still relatively new feature of top six and also a poem uh, relating to Sheffield United. But before all that, here's some facts, stats and general information about the team from South Yorkshire. It's time for kickoff. Here's some bits about Sheffield United. Uh, they play in the Championship, uh, founded in 1889, uh, currently play at Bramall Lane with a capacity of just over 32,000. Manager is Paul Heckingbottom. Record goal scorer is Harry Johnson. Uh, so between 1916 and 1931, uh, he scored 201 goals in 313 appearances. Uh, and that's just going by his senior career page um, on Wikipedia. Uh, record appearance holder is Joe Shaw, who made 631 appearances between 1948 and 1966. Uh, record Football League win uh, on two occasions was 10-0. Uh, first of those was away at Port Vale in Division 2 in December 1892. Uh, the other one of those was at home to Burnley in Division 1 in January 1929. Uh, the record Premier League win was in the inaugural Premier League season against Tottenham Hotspur, uh, which they put the Spurs to the sword 6-0 at Bramall Lane. Uh, record FA Cup win, again 6-0, again at home, again London opposition, but this time it was Leighton Orient in the first round in November 2016. Uh, I couldn't for some reason find a record League Cup win, um, so they might not take it that seriously. I don't know. Uh, Honours-wise, uh, they've won the top division in 1898, uh, runners-up in 1897 and 1900. Uh, tier 2, so Division 2 as it was, they were champions in 1953. Uh, runners-up in 1893, uh, 1939, 1961, 1971, 1990. And also runners up in 2006 and 2019 as the championship or whatever they changed the names to at the time. I don't know. Uh, Division three or League One, uh, they were champions of that in 2017. Uh, runners up in 1989. Uh, Division four champions as it would have been then in 1982. Uh, they also won the Football League North in 1946. Now, this is a new one to me. Um, so here's a little bit about how that was broken down uh, from Wikipedia. Uh, the Football League North and Football League South divisions of the Football League were created temporarily for the league to continue through the Second World War, while limiting the amount of movement that was required by teams. The league started in 1940. However, there was only one full season in 1945-46. Previous seasons were, in a sense, bit-part leagues with clubs only playing teams that were generally local. An example of this is that in 1942, Football League North Leeds United 
played Middlesbrough, Gateshead, Newcastle United, Doncaster Rovers, Sunderland, Bradford Park Avenue, York City, Halifax Town and Huddersfield Town, uh, which they played home and away in succession. The two leagues consisted of all the members of the first and second divisions of the Football League split on a purely geographical basis. The 1945-46 full season was instituted as a precursor to the resumption of the previous divisional split in force prior to World War II. As the war had only just finished, travel was sometimes difficult to arrange. Many of the players were still away and teams often included guests. Sheffield United were the champions of the league uh, in the north and Birmingham City were champions of the league south for the only full season in 1945-46. So, if nothing else, most of us, I would say, have learnt something from that. Um, right, back to the honours uh, FA Cup. The Blades won that in 1899, 1902, 1915 and 1925. Uh, Runners-up in 1901 and 1936. Transfer records, uh, record fee paid out. Uh, 23.5 million for Rian Brewster um, from Liverpool in October 2020. Uh, record fee received was 11.5 million for Welsh winger David Brooks to Bournemouth in July 2018. Uh, having a foot in both camps, as you've probably made out by now um, from previous episodes, I'm a West Brom fan, so people who have been involved in both teams, we've got Callum Robinson, uh, Oliver Burke, who those two obviously swapped places in a exchange a couple of seasons ago, uh, Paul Pesky-Salido, uh, Australian defender Sean Murphy, uh, we both had Steve Bruce in the dugout. Not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, and also Colin Addison played for Sheffield United and was also assistant manager at West Brom. Uh, five famous fans, actor Sean Bean, uh, WWE hardcore legend Mick Foley, uh, monster quizzer, or should I say beastly quizzer, Mark Labette of uh, the Chase fame, uh, boxer Kel Brook, and Olympic medal-winning athlete Jessica Ennis-Hill. So that's all the bits of information for uh, for Sheffield United. So I'll now hand over to myself and the lads from Matilda Shakes in conversation. Here we go. So my guests for this episode of the Project Football Podcast, I've got two blades. Uh, We've got Matt and James from Matilda Shakes. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having us, Mark. How are pleasure. You? you good? Yes, surviving in this uh, disastrous heat that we've got at the moment, but, you yeah. know, it wouldn't be a British thing to not moan about it, would it? Exactly, exactly. We're moaning me too cold and moaning me too hot. Exactly. Yeah, we'll make the most of it while we can, and then as soon as it gets above, like, 15 degrees, we start moaning about it. Definitely. <laughs> so, we've got... You boys are from the band Matilda Shakes. We've got Matt, who's bass player, and James, the front man. Yep. Um, do you want to give us a sort of potted history of how the band came together? Yeah, so basically, it would never, probably wouldn't have ever started with football. So me and Matt were best mates from school. Um, we're at the same year at school, weren't we? Yeah. But then bumped into each other at one at matches down at Bramall Lane, like, and... Uh, from them, we were like inseparable, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, just clicked and, and got on. 
And then um, we, we started. We've been in bands. Yeah. We started a few bands and we went in separate ways. And then we sort of yeah, that's it. Come thought, back together, oh, let's we? do something again, come back together. And yeah, started Matilda Shakes. And it's just we ran from there, really. Yeah, so it started 2019, didn't we? Um, and then COVID struck and we took a bit of momentum, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, we, we didn't really do much through lockdown, did we? We sort of we, we were quite good and stuck by it rules. <laughs> um, and then obviously once COVID restrictions started to lift, we then got back together and started like writing quite heavily and stuff like that. Jumped back in recording studio and we've we had three tunes out this year already. So pretty really I was well. gonna say I, I don't know the, I, I was listening to him earlier, but I can't remember the I think Shakedown was one of them, is it? Shakedown, that was the first one. Yeah, and, um, I know Fast Lane's your most recent one. Yeah. And then there's one with an arrow pointing up on the cover art, I know that much. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good clue there, yeah. Paul Knight, yeah. Yes, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, influences, what's your sort of main ones for that? Because I, I was, I could hear a little bit of sort of black keys in a little bit. Is that one yeah. of the main ones or am I sort of wider the mark on that? No, one of, they influenced us a little bit from the start, didn't they? Yeah, uh, I mean, it changed, didn't it? We were like, sort of like Jack White, black keys, mm. sort of, I don't know, and then it sort of morphed in a different direction when we got Kyle on guitar and Josh on drums, it went in a different direction. And Yeah. Like, we like bands like Kasabian, Arctic Monkeys, all your typical Amazons, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I think since lockdown and everything else, it's just gone in a bit of a different direction, really. Yeah, it's got a little bit more dancing. A little bit more dancey, sing along, enjoy yourself, and yeah. I was going to say, with Fastlane, it's got that sort of fast, almost punky element to it hasn't it you know sort of it's ballsy it's in your face it's like you're saying the, I think the lyrics are 100 miles an hour or something don't you yeah we sort of knew what we we're doing with that as soon as we wrote it like we wrote it on way down to practice we're on way to practice again we did didn't we, we sort of do it we write a lot on way to practice in yeah. car and stuff don't That's we it. we just sort of bounce lyrics off one another um, and then we had an idea of like an F1 tune oh, and okay. like opening lyrics it's living life in the fast lane with a Schumacher podium so we're like, yeah, that's like F1 related. And then after we'd wrote it, we still like a li- little intro, like live. We'll do Chain by Fleetwood Mac. And then leading, nicely. leading to Fastlane. And like even recording it, we were like, oh, we'd love to go on F1. That's like, that'd be like a dream for us. And we actually, we were going to release it weekend to Silverstone. And like for PR purposes, we're like, now nah, let's bring it forward. Because if someone's going to hear it, they're probably going to hear it week before. And we brought release forward a week, sent it out there, and F1 picked it up and playlisted it for Silverstone. So we it's not a bad thing, is it? Because there's quite a few folks going to that event, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. So we're proper, proper buzzing with that, like so. So you could claim that was the biggest crowd you've played to, technically. <laughs> the hell. So because um go on, sorry. We played some decent crowds to be fair, haven't we? At the moment. Yeah, we've got beer so festival we did this year. Beer festival Magna. at Magna. Um so there are a couple of thousand there. So we've had some really good crowds. So things are picking up this year for us. Yeah, because I think you were at the Sunflower Lounge recently in Birmingham, weren't you? Within the yeah, last yeah. couple of months, yeah. Yeah, we supported uh, Apollo Junction there. Yeah, that's it. That's another one I wanted to go to, but again, was working. Yeah. That's always the way. Recently, we've just done um, HMB Empire, haven't we, at Coventry? Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a venue and half, that one, isn't it? Yeah, Brilliant. really good. A decent size, is it? Because I've not been to that one. Yeah, it's set out a bit like uh, Leadmill. Cinema, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, well, it is. It's an old cinema, isn't it? But 
layout there is fantastic and sound. Sound in were really good. It's top. Yeah, really good. So. Excellent. I've got sort of one last on the music side of things, which is future plans. So, you got any sort of live what live shows you got lined up? Sort of releases upcoming or? So we're just in talks uh, about sorting a mini tour out for ourselves. It's probably going to suppose end of year now. Um, we're hoping to jump back in studio in the next couple of months. Um, possibly recent uh, a couple of singles and then look at doing an EP towards end of year, like so. If we can get it done before end of year, it'll be good. If, yeah. if not, it might be a bit early next year. But yeah. we'd like to release more before. End yeah, of year, definitely. I mean, you've got I, time for a couple of singles, I suppose, and if you've got them ready to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, amb- ambitions for us, we, we'd, we'd love to do an album, but, you know, we're being sensible about it and pin out a few singles and an EP first, you know, to sort of build that fan base up. Yeah. You know, you don't want to chuck an album out there and it flops. So we've just been quite sensible about things. So you got the likes of, um, uh, like, the Heavy North and, and guys like that who have gone down the album route and seem to have done all right. So, so if you can get the same success as them, then mm-hmm. you're laughing really, aren't you? Yeah, big time, yeah. They're doing well, to be fair. Yeah. And so there's ones that I've got, you know, spoiler alert, I'm speaking to them later on in the year, so that, that'll be uh, that'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's the thing with the last couple of years and discovering all like, the absolute shed load of new bands that have come along, like yourselves, yeah. it's helped me with getting guests like, because it's, I'm a, you know, I suppose you call it an indie podcast. Getting, yeah new indie bands on goes hand in hand and yeah and football and music go together as well don't they yeah we, we've come across some a lot of bands though since discovered a lot of yeah since, since lockdown well after lockdown come across quite a few and we've uh, we've got quite an exciting lineup for our hometown show haven't we we've, yeah. we've, not, we've not announced it yet but we've got got a, one of support bands it's a big big inside band at the moment so yeah, keep an eye out for that one yeah so that's the, the music part of things sort of Drawn to a close. Um, moving on to the football. So you're both Sheffield United fans. Yeah. And as a West Brom fan, we've spent the last few seasons in the same division. So what are your sort of thoughts for, for this season? Where can you see yourselves finishing? I think we can challenge this year. I think we can challenge for promotion. Um, I feel like we need a couple more signings. Um, but I think like last end of last season, we finished very strong. So I think very positive for this for this year. I'm more optimistic for this season than I were for last year. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's good. And uh, what was going to ask now? No, no, that's it. Yeah, because we got each other in the League Cup, haven't we? In the first round. Yeah. Mm. Uh, get that first meeting out early doors, and uh, like we said just off air, obviously got the the Battle of Bramall Lane that always gets dragged up uh, whenever West Brom meet Sheffield United, but. Uh, yeah, I think meetings between us recently, they've been probably a bit more cagey. Yeah, definitely. Another one where we won at the Hawthorns in the Prem. I don't know how you didn't score, in all honesty. That, that were our issue that season. We're that only season we're back terrible. at net. We're finishing, we yeah. Oh, yeah, likewise. If you can only score one or two, the other team can score four or five, and you're, you're buggered, really, aren't you? That's yeah. the Premier League, though, isn't it? There's class in there. Goals are a premium, aren't so. they? And uh, yeah, you, now you've got City signing the likes of Haaland. It's only going to get more difficult. So I'd say it's just stay in the Championship for a few years. <laughs> Keep it interesting. Well, uh, uh, how did you become Sheffield United fans? Is it like through family, friends? As the 
Well, mine were mine were more through friends, like until I were about thirteen when I actually became a Sheffield United fan. Because uh, up to then, I was like, I, I used to love Man United, like the class of '92 and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, you could never go to games or all like that. So I started going down to to watch Sheffield United down at Bramall Lane, and like so that's that's how me and Matt bumped into each other and uh, become good mates, didn't we? So. Yeah. And that's what I'm born a blade, if you like, and yeah. stuck with it through, uh, well, playoff heartaches and all that <laughs> lot and ups and downs and cut runs that never pay off, but that's what you're doing, it. That's, that's it. it, the ups, the downs, the ups, the downs yeah. and downs again, yes. This is a time, I think we're probably fair to say we support similar sort of stature clubs, don't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, they're sort of definitely good enough to get out of the championship. Sometimes without too much effort, sometimes got to put a bit more into it, but haven't quite got the the, the stamina to stick it out in the Prem for more than five minutes. I know, I know. Well, up until lockdown, we were like pushing European places, weren't we? Yeah, it was a big change, yeah. wasn't it, really? Yeah. And yeah, I think up until then, we were probably pushing for... I don't know, because you went up before us, didn't you? Yeah. And then we went up the following season, and then, yeah, that was... Yeah, don't bear speaking about, to be fair. <laughs> so... Onto the uh, onto the segments. So I'm going to start off with uh, the five from five. Um, so, are you guys familiar with this? If you had you know any previous episodes or tuned in, had a, had a, had a listen to how it works. So. so, for anyone who isn't aware, I've got five blocks of ten questions, and the lads will choose uh, one from each block. So, number one to ten. Um, we'll do do one each. So we'll, we'll have sort of ten overall, but you can't choose the same number for each block. So there's the uh, there's the curveball for that one. So I'll go with I've got Matt's name written down first on the list. So Matt, do you want to take the first pick? What's that? Pick a number. Pick a number. Ten. Seven. Okay. Uh, is there another team that you keep tabs on for a random reason, like you you've played with them on FM or you like the kits randomly? Um. Probably Chesterfield, Rotherham, just local local teams, didn't you? See how local teams are doing. Not Wednesday. Okay. Not so <laughs> bad about Wednesday, though. No. <laughs> that's understandable. <laughs> so, right, that was easy enough. Right then, James, one between uh, one and ten, but you can't have seven. I've got three. A bit of a tactical one, this one. Have you got a favourite formation? Ooh. When I play FIFA, it's 4 3 3 attacking. Okay. Get, get on the front foot. Yeah, that's it. Right. I like how concise and quick these answers are. That, that all, uh, that's, that's doing quite nicely. <laughs> right, block two. Uh, back to Matt, one to ten. What are we going for? Five. Okay. Have you ever met a footballer? Yeah, a few. Blade, like Blades players, mostly. Uh, like classes footballers, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we had Dean Henderson down at your stag do, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So, at stag do, we uh, we hired out Bramall Lane, had a game at Bramall Lane. That's so, right, isn't it? That they were bang on for 10 minutes and last 80 hours. You were shattered, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do well to last about three minutes on the football pitch. So that <laughs> fitness has long, long left me, but there you go. Right. And okay, so not number five, James. I'll go six. Okay, this could be an interesting one. 
which past or present Blades players would you choose to recreate the A-team? Ooh. That's sort of... I, I can't think of one already. That's sort of going into our... Uh, I think it's on it. So I'm assuming you're old enough to know who the A-team are. I know who the A-team Yeah, that's all, that's all right then. <laughs> We've got Brian Dean or McGoldrick for Mr. T. Yeah, you're going to aren't you, for Mr. T? I don't know, it's a tricky one, that. You're probably better off answering that one. <laughs> Go on. No, is there a woman in here, team? I think there was in the later series, but I'm thinking like the main four. So you've got B.A., Face, Hannibal and Murdoch. No idea. I didn't think it'd be that much of a difficult question, to be fair. Yeah. So, who would, who would be your muscle? Who's, who's your your physical presence? McGoldrick's gone, hasn't he? I'd probably go Billy Sharp because he's always like, boat kicks off. He's, he's, he's straight in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who would be the sort of the, the ladies' man? Oh, it's got to be. Uh, that, that's that's your face character, then, isn't it? It's got to be Baldock, hasn't it? Greek God, mm. everybody loves him. <laughs> Right, and for Hannibal character, who's the brains of the outfit? Fuck on old, Probably Norwood. Going Norwood. Yeah. So, and who's your nut job? Chris Morgan. Chris Morgan, he's not there at the moment. Hey, past our yeah, present. That's all right. I was going to say, you could have had him as your sort of enforcer, couldn't you? Because he was a big bugger. No, he, he didn't take it. Didn't take any messing, did he? he was no, no. no. Yeah. So it's fair to say if they if they rocked up in that black and red van, you'd you'd be concerned. Yeah, definitely. Right. Uh, next one, uh, Matt. Back to you. One to ten. Was that number three? No, they, they, any choice on this next block? Oh, now? Three, yeah. Uh, three again. It's another uh, choose four. So. Any past or present Blades players that you'd use to make up an Olympic relay team? Ooh. Luke and Charlton. I know you were first one to come to yeah. my head as well. You were rapid, weren't you? Um, Charlton. Danny Weber was pretty Danny good. Danny Weber were quick, yeah. That's a good one. Um, Steve Cabber. Cabber. What one was the... That's a good, good relay team. <laughs> one more. Oof. Bulldog's pretty quick, isn't it? Brewster. Yeah. Brewster. Brewster. Not bad at all. Where do you reckon they'd finish in the Olympics, then? Podium or just outside? Or... I've got Kyle Walker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got Kyle Walker in. Yeah. So take, take Brewster out. Yeah, take Brewster Kyle out. Kyle so you could just have Kyle Walker to all four legs. You'd win hands down. Exactly. Exactly. Probably the fastest player in Premier League for me. I was going to say, he's, he's lining in there for a defender as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that was James's... Uh, no, sorry, that was Matt's. James, back to you for this one. So, one to ten, not number three. I've got ten. Okay. Uh, what's the best or favourite chant that you've heard? <laughs> well, do you want me to chant it? No, you can, you can just explain it if you like, but... 
Probably, uh, I like that one. My old man said, be a Wednesday fan. F off. I said F off. No, I, I, I thought you were on about Mourinho when we played Chelsea. Everyone was saying F off Mourinho or whatever. No, no, not that one. No, I like that one. So about not supporting your local rivals then? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, that, that's fair enough. Right. Uh, last but one block now. Uh, Matt, back to you. Four. Uh, okay, who would you support if Sheffield United did not exist? I'd probably glory so you can go like Man United or something like that. So you go for the easy option. Yeah, most people hmm. tend to, don't they? Well, there is that, yeah. Yeah. So, right. Uh, James? Uh, I'll go two. Okay. Uh, if you had a sign in the tunnel, like they've got, this is Anfield. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had that in the tunnel at Bramall Lane, what would it say? Welcome to beautiful downtown Bramall Lane. <laughs> <laughs> is that not a bit wordy? A little bit, yeah. But the, the, we've got a little sign in there. We've just got like Blades badge. Okay. You can touch on my art, so... Yeah. So that's more of an old school thing, isn't it? Everyone walking past and sort of touching the, the badge or a sign or something. You don't... Yeah, you don't really get Done so much these days. I think Wilder have a bit of a role with it. No, I don't know. Oh, is that Klopp? Klopp had one for Liverpool, yeah. Mm. But we weren't allowed to touch it unless they'd won silverware or something, were yeah. <clears throat> And So they couldn't have touched it for a while then at Liverpool, could they? Yeah. Mm. No, I could say, we'd be waiting even longer. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> So, right, on to the last block of 10 now. Um, Matt, final choice, what are we having? Nine. Uh, uh, Favourite all-time player? Ooh. I'll send Mike... Oh, it's tough. It's tough, there's too many. I'll send Michael Brown. Michael Brown, that, that season, I think it was 2003. Mm. If you watch that highlight reel on YouTube and some goals and some stuff you were doing that season, just unbelievable, just for that season. Was he a bit of an all-rounder then? Because he could like hit the shots, play the passes, got Uh, stuck in as well. He were he were unreal back then. Um, but we've had some we've had some good players over the years, haven't we? Tongue that side him as well, didn't they? Yeah, Tong, Jagielka, they all sort of come Mm. through. Um, Not Callum Robinson then, no. Not quite. <laughs> so, right, James, last choice. What were we going for? Uh, I'll go for number eight. Number eight, okay. Uh, if you're in the trenches with past or present Blades players, who would you have either side of you? So, one to your left, one to your right. Who would you go for? Morgan and Billy. That was easy enough, wasn't it? Billy Sharp, I'll take it, you mean? Yes, yeah, yeah, draft them in from the 18 to have in the uh, in the trenches with you. <laughs> They're pulling double duty. Yeah. So, well, that was probably the most rapid and concise five from five, even for two people that I think I've ever had. So you, you knew what you wanted. Five from eighteen. Should go with that one. So, on to the next bit then. It's the uh, the four for you. So again, for anyone who's not heard this before, uh, the lads have picked five matches each, uh, presumably. You've got your five all sorted. Yeah. I picked, well, we sort of picked five between us, didn't we? Definitely. Oh, do you want to use five of your own? What's this? Five matches that you wish you'd have been to. Uh, can do. I'll try and think of some of them. Yeah, if, yeah. if you want to go for the five that you've got between you, that's fine. You should sort of agree on them anyway. Yeah, so I picked, I picked the Man United 
Bayern Munich Champions League final in 1999. Um, I'd love to have gone to that one. So, so I imagine the atmosphere of that was something else. But there was yeah. a bit of footage, I think, emerged from someone's camcorder. Really? Um, they were stood behind, behind the goal that United scored the winner at. Yeah. And, you know, it's got all the, the date and time stamp and that, you know, proper old school. Mm. And, yeah, you've got the ball coming in and then Solskjaer getting that last touch and yeah. everyone going um, mental, I think it's fair to say. Mm. So, yeah. So, it, it doesn't seem like it should be that long ago either, should it? Even though it's not over it? 20 years. I feel that long ago. I'd have only been eight, eight when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, so I was coming up for 18 at that point, so yeah, just a little bit older. Champions <laughs> <laughs> of Europe again, and nobody will ever win a European Cup final more dramatically than this. Champions of Europe, champions of England, winners of the FA Cup, everything their heart... So then my second choice was... I stuck with the Champions League and it were Liverpool, AC Milan back in 2005, where it ended up 3-3. I think with a 3-1 down at half-time. And then it went to penalties, didn't it? It's 3-1. I think 3-0, wasn't it? 3-0. Yeah, they scored all three, didn't they, second half. Yeah, so again, I can imagine sort of atmosphere at that would have been mental. Yeah, especially, I suppose you've got to think, you know, anyone... Who's had the team three 0 down? You don't expect to come back, yeah. Um, you know, to, to draw level, let alone win it overall. That's it. Um, and then my fourth one, I stuck with Champions League again. Uh, third one, sorry. So I went for Barcelona PSG. Um, when they pulled it back, um, won six one. I think it was six five in aggregate. So I can, like I say, that was just crazy, weren't it? That game, like. I think they scored a bit last kick at the end, didn't they, to make it 6-5. I just remember all like BT commentators just going absolutely mental. Like we're Linux <laughs> Rio and all that. So. so it's the sort of thing, again, you don't expect to sort of have that sort of comeback, do you? But weren't Barca on the receiving end against Liverpool? The, was it the previous season? Yeah, they were, weren't they? Because Trent took that quick corner, quick corner didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, because it was one of the lads... I think it was a ball boy, and I can't remember his name, but he featured on, uh, there's a YouTuber who does a, a football manager series. All right. And he actually signed this particular lad as a player. He's obviously right. coming through the Liverpool youth system, and his name escapes me, um, which wouldn't be the first time that's happened. But, yeah, it, was, uh, it, it turned out to be all right. It was in the lower leagues. Yeah. There's a guy who could work the space. as a Liverpool fan as well, so he would have recognised the name. Yeah. Um, from that but I think it's the Park to Prem series if you get a chance give it a watch if you're into your football manager because it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting but anyway, we uh, we digress it's Neymar trying to feed it through it's a stretch and it's in and I can't remember the last time I saw something like this extraordinary scenes at the new Camp Sergio Roberto the substitute is the hero of the hour and it is the greatest Champions League So, um, two more matches to go. Then, what's oh, your? Uh... Well, I've gone. I've gone down Sheffield United routes now. So I went for um, 
Sheffield United v Leeds in the Worthington Cup back in 2002. So I think in 91st minute, I think Jagielka pops up with like a scream and he took it on his chest and smashed yeah. it in bottom corner. And then with last kick at game, Peter Unlove, he scored a winner, didn't he? Runlove, it was bobbling about. I think it runlove. I think it runlove. It sounds a blast from the past, didn't it? I remember him from his Coventry days. Yeah, a good player, wasn't it? Peter Runlove mm. with gloves. Mm. Used to wear red gloves. And so you don't really get that many. I can only think of him and Bruce Grobler from Zimbabwe that have ever played. Um, not 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 necessarily in England, but like especially in the top flight. Unless there's any more that you've got hiding in the uh, in the back of your mind at all, or as I've literally named all the Zimbabweans to play in the top flight that's it and then can Sheffield United win it dramatically here chance and love Alisson's in here he can't score but unlove can and Sheffield United may have snatched the most dramatic of victories here against the old enemy from up the M1 last game that I wish I'd have gone to we didn't get tickets for it were Sheffield United Chef Wednesday um, when we beat them 4-2 so when uh their old ground were bouncing, that they'd equalised and had it 2-2. Two, two. And then Duffy popped up like a minute later and scored, didn't he? Just silenced him, completely silenced him. And obviously, like, we being your biggest rival. Yeah. Makes it even more sweeter, doesn't it? So, so you can't beat that. Yeah. I mean, I remember something, it wasn't with a local rival, but um, we played Huddersfield at home a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and they'd gone 1-0 up and they were singing, our, our shit must you be, we win, you're, we're winning away. And then literally 30 seconds later, bang, 1-1, Matty Phillips. It's like, sorry, you were singing what now? <laughs> yeah, um, so there's interesting atmospheres there, definitely. So uh, I think they're probably classic as limbs going off these days. Is that the sort of oh, the, the modern term for that sort of thing? So, yeah. One of the one, ones I remember with limbs were uh, Basham's arriving. Mm. That would be another one probably when, when we beat Leeds 1-0. And we're like both chasing promotion. Yeah, that sort of sealed it for us. We didn't get it? tickets for that. We weren't at that one, were mm. um, Yeah, Basham popped up, scored goal, didn't he? And then yeah. everyone went mad in the way end. So it, I don't know, the atmosphere probably different at away games, isn't it? Because you get like the probably more the, the more hardcore ones going, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Now we've been to some uh, been to some away games in this time, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose with uh, yeah. Leeds and Sheffield both being from Yorkshire, mm. you've got that sort of, and it's not a rivalry like you have with Wednesday, but it's still sort of a, it's still regional, isn't it? So yeah, you call it. Quite raw, isn't it? We we Leeds like. I say you don't like to lose to them, do you? No, but we've got we've got quite a lot of uh, fans in Leeds, so. Don't want to talk to them. Uh, we're not uh, we're not slagging them off too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got to be nice about Leeds as well because Reedy or do uh, another show with his uh, his Leeds as well, so. <laughs> yeah, really love you. You're all right. <laughs> Inside and outside he goes. That's a stunning goal. How on earth did he manage that? Extraordinary stuff. Well, that's how to answer back, and then some. So all right. So that's your your five matches for the four for you bit. Um, on to the last bit, which is the still. It's still called a trippier through time because, yeah, I, I haven't got a better title for it. <laughs> no. So this this one was quite tricky, to be fair. That's, that's the whole idea of it. Um, so, again, explain it for anyone who's not familiar with this bit. Um, we got them to 
pick your best 11 for Sheffield United. Players from the 60s to this decade are available, but you can only have two at the most from any particular decade. So there's your, your curveball. So first question on this, what formation are you gone with? We've gone for a quite a weird formation of 3-4-3. Three, three. <laughs> Not one you tend to see. So I don't know if anyone's ever had that one yet. Hmm. It always tends to be 4-4-2, four, four, so we'll keep it traditional just to... We tried, didn't we, but didn't manage it. I went for this one. So, so Right, should we start off with the man in the sticks then? Well, they always said, don't fall in love with a lone player. But this lone player we fell in love with, didn't we? So we've gone for Dean Henderson. I wonder if that was where you were going with that. Because he's gone to Forest now, hasn't he, for the yeah. season? Gone to Forest, yeah, which... Good luck to him. <laughs> That's all we'll say. It's fair to say, newly promoted team in the Premier League, he'll be a little bit busy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, he did a job for us, didn't he, when we went up like so. I think we've always got to be thankful to him for that. So yeah, definitely. I mean, I I rate him to be fair, and I think he could probably do, and this is no disrespect to Forrest, but he could probably play at a higher level than Yeah. I mean, I think if it weren't for De Gea, I think he'd have been number one at, at Man United. Yeah. Um, when you've got to get past the likes of, was it Romero was their number two for a while? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I, I thought he was pretty decent as well. So yeah. you've got two world-class keepers to get past. Yeah. Not the easiest position to uh, to make your own, is it? No, definitely not. Yeah. No. Right, so we'll go with the centre-backs. We're going for three centre-backs. We've got Chrissy Morgan, Phil Jagielka and Chris Basham at back. So that's a pretty pretty solid back three. You're not going to get much out of them. Well, not no change aerial at least. No, definitely not. So you yeah. probably get a few goals from corners and all, I'd imagine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, down at the other end. But you'd probably be better off to use pace against them, get them on yeah. the turn. Yeah. No, uh, that'd be good. quite a, a physical back three. I think it's fair to say. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. We're uh, a, a toss up between Egan and Basham, uh, but. Yeah. Basham Bowers just lording it. <laughs> yeah, so your four in the middle, is it like a, a flat four? Have you gone for like a diamond or this this is just going into sort of football manager territory now, isn't it? Yeah, so I've just gone for a flat four, so right mid, centre mid and left mid. So right, who have we got for this then? So we've gone for Alan Woodward. Oh, is he centre or is he wide or he's wide, he's out yeah. on right. Um we've gone for Michael Brown. So I know he's centre. Probably gone for arguably our greatest player, aren't we? Tony Curry. Um, final midfielder. And then again, you never fall in love with a lone player, but we did. He's gone. We've gone for Morgan Gibbs White out on uh, left. See, with him being from the Wolves, I'm not sure I'm going to allow that one. <laughs> he did a good class for us last year. Really. Like, it's unbelievable. He was probably the best player in the league, to be fair. He just made everybody made, made everyone look average, didn't he? Like things he could do on ball were just unbelievable. Like for me, like personally watching a player, I've never seen a player as skillful. So yeah, definitely. Hey, you. Go he's, on, sorry. Been, he's been linked with Forrest and all, hasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah. Is it, um I think I heard earlier on that Everton wanted to try and prize him away from Walsh yeah. for about twenty five million. Wow. So he's, uh, he's obviously caught someone's attention. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. You say about falling in love with lone players. I mean, the, the most recent one for us, uh, Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering if we'd have got him after his first season. Could have been so much different. Who knows? Definitely. So, yeah. Right. Your front three. Front three, we've gone Billy Sharp. We've got Keith Edwards and Brian Dean. So proper blade stalwart in Nadine. Definitely, yeah. He's got the first ever Premier League goal, isn't it? I was going to say, he was the first one to score in the Premier League. wasn't even that kind of... In fact, I remember that. There was a there's a show called The High Press Podcast that uh, there's a couple of lads, uh, Villa and uh, West Brom, and they do a quiz. And when I was on that, that was one of the questions because I got the, the Premier League category. Mm. And obviously, it's something I know a little bit about, but not loads. So, yeah, so Keith Edwards, what? I don't, don't know if I've heard of Keith Edwards. I know Billy Sharp, obviously. Um, he does commentary on Radio Sheffield. Right? Yeah. Okay. Is he, what, what decade is he from? He's from the 80s, isn't he? It's probably why I've not heard of him to be fair. Yeah, it would be quite difficult for us because obviously we're only 30, like so we were born in the 90s. So going back to 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, it would be like best ask his dad. That's it, yeah. Go and ask the go and ask the grown up sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um this might be a bit of a daft question, but who's the manager for this lot? Chris Wilder. Ah, okay. I thought you might have gone for uh, for Warnock. No, Chris Wilder for me. Like Jobby did when we're down in League One, took over, got us promoted to Championship. We just missed out on playoffs, didn't we? First season in Championship, and then second season got us promoted. Like and things, it, it just turned his club round, didn't it? Like, mode and everything. Right? Yeah, everybody. I think everyone was a bit, like depressed down there and stuff, and he just took over. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, because doing a job at Middlesbrough, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, he's doing a job there, but you know, I think Paul Leckingbottom sort of took his philosophy a little bit, and he and you know, we're playing similar similar football, really, aren't we, to what we were under under Wilder? Um, I mean, for me, I'd I'd have still had him personally. I'd have liked to have kept Wilder, but I see uh, it doesn't always work out that way, does it? You know, uh, I think with us, we'd have liked to have kept Darren Moore on for the rest of the season. So like when he got sacked, we were in fourth, mm. but we finished in fourth anyway. So did it really make that much difference? No. Oh, yeah. I think so. Going back to the Warnock thing, he got sacked after Middlesbrough drew at our place. Yeah. And then while they got job, I said I think there'll be ones to watch next season, Middlesbrough. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Cause, I mean, they've got some uh, decent players. I saw them a couple of times last season, and uh, they look pretty useful. Mm. And they did it right in the cup as well against higher. They were doing all right, weren't they? Position, yeah. Until they come to Bramall Lane and then we battered them. That so it's quite... your fault the wheels fell off there. <laughs> that, that was quite satisfying, though. 4 0. 4 0. Yeah, put four past them, yeah. So, and then we went, went over to Coventry game after. And, we were uh, confident, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we proper confident. And they absolutely hammered us. And it brought us crashing down. Uh, so, welcome back to reality. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, it. the way. You think you've got the momentum, then all of a sudden, the team you think you should beat yeah. turns you over, and it's like, okay, back to square one then. That's it. Well, like yeah. I say, we had a bit of disappointment at the end of last season, didn't we? Got to playoffs and 
you know, I think first game, Forest hammered us at our ground and then second game we we hammered them at their ground and obviously went to penalties and we're like England, we're no good at penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. No, I mean, you say about the playoffs, do you think if you'd have got past Forest, you'd have beaten Huddersfield or...? For me, probably best two teams that we played last season were Forest and Huddersfield. Mm. I think they're both solid teams. So I think it'd have been it'd have been a good game. To be fair, playoffs are only ones, aren't they? But um, yeah, yeah, like you can go in up for them on the sun and and get beat. Like when we in two thousand and three, the Wolves, yeah. the Wolves, we were. We were probably boss team in that league, weren't we? But I think Cup runs took it out as well. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they beat us like so. Yeah, again, not something I'd rather talk about because we got relegated that season as well. So yeah. it was during our period of sort of very much up down. But again, it's something you've sort of experienced as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we've experienced it twice in our lifetime, haven't we? With right. Premier League going up and then coming back down. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so interesting because you obviously got the likes of Watford that have come down Norwich Burnley yeah. all going to have the parachute payments and then a lot, a lot of yo-yos every minute mm. yeah you could that, almost have like a a division in between the Prem and the Championship for the likes of you us again the ones I've just mentioned Fulham probably as well yeah. Norwich yeah yeah see how Forest do they might join that club as well you know potentially so the, the one thing you don't want to do is like a, well, a double drop like Wolves did. Yeah. In consecutive seasons. Did. Don't think it was quite a double drop. Were it season after? Prem that we went down. Were it? Yeah, so if you do it consecutive season, that's got to be a proper hammer blow. But if there's a gap, then yeah. maybe you can do something about it. You see sometimes over from like League One, they'll like do double promotions. Yeah. Southampton, weren't it? They did it. Yeah, the Southampton. Yeah. So. So you just keep the ball rolling, and yeah, I mean, well, Leicester as well to a degree went from they were a league one, weren't they? At one point, going to win, win the title. So it can be done. It's just highly unlikely. Yeah, big time. I yeah. think that that top six now is it's looking a bit. Yeah, it's hard to get into it. Yeah. So especially with the the money that gets thrown about and. The caliber of players signing, like I said, Haaland going to City. Yeah, I think for me the uh, Chelsea signing of Sterling's quite surprising. Forty, I think it's forty-three million in it. It's around about yeah. It's actually gone through, or I think it's gone through as of yeah. Has it? It's been accepted. Yeah, quite cheap to be fair. I was going to say, considering the type of player he is and what he can bring to yeah. the team, then that's a bargain to be fair. Wait and see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so we've gone through uh, all the, the various segments and, and all that. So we'll say, Matt, James, uh, appreciate you joining us and taking the time to uh, to come on, especially in this ridiculous heat that we've had today. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, thank you very much for that and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Thank, thank you very much for your time. No take, take it easy, lads. Nice one. Luke Williamson Art is a family-run business producing digital art prints of iconic and famous football grounds from yesteryear, running since 2017. Also, by entering the code PROJFOOT10 at the checkout, you'll get 10% off any artwork purchased.
Also, if you're looking for a football quiz book with over 700 questions, as well as chapters on football in lockdown and the Diary of a Memorabilia Collector, look no further than Football for Brains 21 by previous guest of the show, Ipswich Town fan, Stephen End. A donation from the sale of each book goes to the Scores Project and Head for Change Charities. Links for both Luke Williamson and Football for Brains will be in the episode description. Okay, time for some new music with the top six. Um, if this is more your thing, great. Hopefully you listen to the rest of the show as well. So for that, thank you. So for this episode's top six, uh, we've got tracks from The Notion, The Me's, The Xanadu's, Idle Lies, Depression Baby and Baronet. Um, as with last time, there'll be a little bit of a, a description of them taken from their uh, bio on Spotify. So uh, let's get going with that then. Right, so first up is The Notion. Uh, they are a four-piece indie rock band from Manchester formed by Kyle, Dylan, Ethan and Sam. Uh, the band released their debut single, Wasting Time, in February 2019, receiving great reception and being played on XS Manchester and BBC Manchester. Uh, a quote from Premium Blend Radio Show, uh, it says, indie-drenched guitars that make you want to turn it up and play it loud. That's fair enough. Uh, next up, we have The Mees. Uh, British indie psych pop outfit The Mees are on a mission to bring back the golden era of indie rock and roll. Their sound has been likened to the Coral, the Verve, and early Oasis. Good comparisons there. The five-piece indie psych pop rockers regularly feature on BBC Introducing and are expanding their live presence across the UK, captivating fans with their signature melodic guitar riffs, vocal melodies, and rumbling bass lines from their very own destructive funk prince. Lyrically, frontman Tristan Cooper takes inspiration from everyday experiences, be it struggling to make it home from drunken nights out or the fallout from local tragedies. The story is always told from a bittersweet personal perspective. Uh, moving on to the Xanadus, whose frontman you might recognise from a uh, previous guest and friend of the show, Perry Manning. Uh, raucous indie rock and roll. Stay tuned for more music. Follow on the socials. You know the rules and come to a gig. That's short and sweet, really. Next up is Idle Lies from Flintshire, North Wales. Idle Lies mix indie rock with 80s pop and ska music that stayed relevant in North Welsh factory towns through the decades. Their new single, 20, comes on the back of recent support from Wrexham FC, who have added them to their halftime playlist for matches at the racecourse ground. Their previous single, Two's a Crowd, was aired on BBC Radio Wales by DJ Adam Walton, which he described as indie guitar music full of charisma from a band with stories to tell, not just spaces to fill. Uh, next up, we've got Depression Baby. Having signed with Marshall's live agency back in March of 2022, Depression Baby are ready to rise from the ashes of the pandemic with their most productive year to date. Watching their previous releases get recognition from Spotify's editorial playlisters, the band have taken some time to go away and find a sound that truly defines them. Coming back this year with a more up-tempo and sweetly aggressive sound to match the new world we found ourselves into. Up next is Depression Baby. Having signed with Marshall's live agency back in March of 2022, uh, Depression Baby 
are ready to rise from the ashes of the pandemic with their most productive year to date. Watching their previous releases get recognition from Spotify's editorial playlisters, the band have taken some time to go away and find a sound that truly defines them. Coming back this year with a more up-tempo and sweetly aggressive sound to match the new world we find ourselves in after two years indoors, their new single, Will Comply, marks the beginning of this new era. It's a sound made for festivals, summer club nights, and driving nowhere fast with the windows down. Expect many more things to come in 2022. Uh, rounding off the six, uh, we've got Baronet, based in Cardiff. Baronet are redefining the new classic rock sound, armed with dirty blues riffs and a filthy attitude. Their songs unapologetically hold nothing back in sound nor word. So after you've heard a bit about the bands, it seems only right that we play a bit of the bands. So here's some songs. And also I will go through the band's social medias after you've heard a bit about them, or a bit of them, I should say. So first up, we've got The Notion with Stay, which is out today. Here is the Mies with open brackets, black and white, close brackets, shades of blue. That was released on the 25th of March. Third up, we've got the Xanadus with Slow Down. That was released on the 8th of July. Also released on the 8th of July, we've got Idle Lies with 20. Penultimate track is by Depression Baby. Uh, this is Will Comply, and that was released on the 15th of July. You were born to listen, all the way missing, all we cared 
last but by no means at all least, uh, Baronet with their song Ripper that was released on the 11th of July. A bottle of Jack and a bag of Coke will pop me full of life. I feel like living on the edge of the knife. Two shoes, two phones, and a suitcase full of cash. It's my life and I'll live this high You know I'll never crash Lucky dogs can track the rivers Hungry tonight Yeah! Okay, so I've told you a bit about the bands You've heard them Now here's where you can find them um, On social media uh, The Notion are on both Twitter and Instagram At the Notion underscore band The Me's are... The Mies Band, that's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the Xanadus are at the Xanadus on both platforms. Uh, Idle Lies are at Idle Lies underscore. Again, that's on both. Uh, Depression Baby are Depresh BBY on both, which is D E P R E S H B B Y. And just to book the trend, Baronet have to go and be slightly different. Uh, by having two different handles on different social medias. Not that I can talk, because the show has the same. Uh, Twitter, they are baronet underscore band, and Instagram, baronet underscore official. Uh, all the links for these will be in the episode description, along with the Spotify links for the bands, and also a link for the Top 6 playlist, if you want to go back and listen to uh, bands that have been on previously. Okay, the poem for this episode um, is titled In Wilder Times, and again, it's one that I wrote, so I hope you like it and apologise if it's not so great. Uh, here goes. An early August start and two from two lost. Bottom of the league, the relegation line crossed. Back-to-back wins, four overall, put the Blades back on track with a 12-point haul. Beaten in Bristol by City, 1-0. A bore draw at home to Birmingham, hardly a thrill. A group of victories again came the Blades' way, two at home, one either side of two away. Over a week in October, they would win, lose and draw. No clean sheets in those three games, but still managing to score. Then through until Christmas, only two more wins came. Whatever happened to that previous form? Why not more of the same? Boxing Day gave them a festive treat. The Rams from Derby suffered a 3-1 defeat. Seven more goals for the next three games and no more conceded. Maybe the fans are starting to dream. Till the end of the season, three points were gained from most fixtures. Two losses and six draws still made the fans slightly twitchy. By the end of the campaign, Chris Wilder had Sheffield in second. Automatic promotion. The Premier League beckoned. That's the end of it for this uh, particular episode. Uh, I just want to say thanks to Matt and to James, to, uh, both of them, for for joining us on the show. Uh, hugely appreciate them taking the time to do so, especially with the, especially with how the weather was on that particular night. Um, nothing compared to what came afterwards, uh, with regards to, to temperatures. But we don't want to go over it any more than uh, than has been all over the news and social media already. Um, There'll be links in the description for their socials, uh, which is 
on Twitter and Instagram at Matilda Shakes. There will also be a link for their Spotify if you want to give the music uh, more of a listen, which I recommend. Um, I'd also like to thank Luke Williamson Art and Football for Brains 21 for continuing to support the show. Uh, you can find Luke Williamson at lukewilliamsonart.com and on Twitter at LT Williamson Art. And don't forget about the uh, the code uh, for 10% off any artwork at the checkout, which you, if you were listening earlier, you will have heard. Uh, Football for Brains 21 is on Twitter at brains underscore 21. Uh, you can also get the book on eBay, which is an absolute cracking read. Uh, the link will be in the episode description as well. Uh, as for the show, if you want to get in touch on Twitter, you can do at proj underscore foot, so P-R-O-J underscore F-O-O-T. Instagram is at Project Football Podcast and Facebook uh, on there if you just search for Project Football Podcast. We'll also put links for all the bands featured in the top six and uh, there'll be a playlist with them all on as well and also a playlist with the main songs uh, featured by guests of the show. One last thing before I finish this episode. Um, if you like your footballing rivalries, um, why not give the Know Your Enemy podcast a listen? It's by myself and Reedy of Beat Your First Man fame, I want to say. Mm, yeah, he, he does a podcast as well, so he, he, we're in the same boat. Um, so, yeah, me and Reedy talking to guests about footballing rivalries. Uh, we've done two episodes so far, both close to home for respective hosts. We've done West Brom Wolves, which I really enjoyed. And Reedy being a Leeds fan, we went for Leeds Man United, which I know he thoroughly enjoyed doing as well. And so did the guests, hopefully. Um, but yeah, you can find that on Twitter at KYE underscore podcast and all the usual podcast places as well. So that is pretty much all for now. And all that's left for me to say is goodbye and take care.